Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Payment Podcast. This is your host, David Yaz, of the Boston Podcast Network. Today, we'll be talking with officers of PRM, Payment Relationship Management. So, intros are in order. Let's say hello to the founder and CEO of PRM, my good friend, Peter Gordon. Peter, how are you? I'm doing great, Dave. Thanks for having us. We are, uh, and thanks for uh, working on this project with with me. I'm excited to hear about your new venture, and we are broadcasting from this undisclosed location, PRM headquarters. But with us is uh, also your colleague. We have Catherine McClure, who's the principal consultant of PRM. Welcome, Catherine. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Well put. Well put. Um, you're welcome, by the way. Um, so how did you guys, how did you meet Catherine, Pete? Let's start with, let's start with that and why, like, why are you working together? Well, it's a very interesting story. Um, we happened to be in Newport, Rhode Island on a tall ship, a uh, 1968 to be exact. Uh, one of the, uh, sorry, one of the America's Cups racers that was built in 1968, which... You All know, great things were year. created in 1968, including me. Yes. Yeah, okay. exactly. I, well played. Well played. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, so uh, we were at a payments conference in Newport, Rhode Island, beautiful location to talk about payments with some great people. And uh, uh, Catherine and I ended up under the boom together. You can't make that up. And, <laughs> wow. That's, that yeah. goes over really well. And the rest is history, huh? Yeah. Actually, I think I was the one who had, I think I was the only one who actually brought sunscreen. <laughs> I had the community sunscreen, so it was the best networking type of thing ever. You became the most popular person immediately. Exactly. Yeah. Now imagine if it had been overcast that day, you two might have never hit it off. Who Thank knows? Thank goodness for sunshine. Mother Nature was was smiling upon you. So when you say uh, payment conference, Pete, um, you know I've spent some time in finance myself, and but you seem to use it as a buzzword. Does everyone in the business world know when you say payments, you mean what? You mean electronic payments? I, I mean, actually, how money moves. And it, okay. it is really interesting that, uh, you know, we, you know, no one knew who we were. I've been doing this for, you know, almost 30 years. And how money moves between banks, how they move between consumers. People now know of it because of payment brands like PayPal, Square, mm -hmm. Square Acceptance. But before Venmo. that... Venmo, mm -hmm. these are the things, uh, but it's really about even PayPal, how the rails work underneath that and uh, deeper than that and the cost of payments and how banks are going to compete with those brands. And, you know, Catherine will talk a lot about that and, and her experience as you've well. You've spent your whole career in this particular industry, is that right? I think it's uh, sad to say, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I've been in banking and payments my whole career. And uh, here in Boston, I implemented a what they call a core banking system in 19... 88, 89 at a bank that no longer exists in mm -hmm. uh, downtown Boston where it's how a bank moves money and how it uh, runs its business. And mm -hmm. so from that, it's just uh, evolved into uh, you know what we are today. And uh, I'm excited to work with our clients to help them It's refreshing. Yeah. It's refreshing for me, Peter, because I've known you your entire professional career and only now do I actually understand what you do. Um, what you've done, the, the joke among our circle of friends was that it was always shrouded in mystique, like you, you worked for the CIA or something. But it, it kind of adds up because the, the way that money moves electronically and behind the scenes, there is some mystique and intrigue to it. And, and as such, there are complications, right? So uh, the way I 
from what I've come to learn about your company, your company is here to, to solve a lot of the problems and concerns and, and things that might keep people up at night, um, officers of companies about the money moving. But don't take it from me. Let's hear from, from you guys. So, Catherine, tell me what sort of draws you to this, why you find this interesting um, industry to work in. It's an amazing industry to work in. Now, I, I'm not going to tell you what I was doing in 1988 or 89. I'll tell you it was not in payments. <laughs> Nursery school, perhaps. Sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> to me, payments really connect people in a lot of ways. Now, you know, you were talking about how Peter was working for the CIA. You know, I've been more on the card side of the business. So a lot more, you know, real kind of credit cards. You go into the store, you buy things. And people will ask me at cocktail parties or other places, well, what do you do? And I say, oh, well, you know, I work in electronic payments. And you get that sort of glazed stare. Yeah, they so don't really they yeah. don't know. Yeah. People don't understand. Mm -hmm. And and they don't have to understand. That's, that's job security for those of us that are in the industry. <laughs> so when people ask me, well, what do you do? I say, well, you know, when you go into a store and you want to, you want something and you want to be able to walk out with it, you know, so you go up to the register, you tap, swipe, dip, whatever your card nowadays, mm -hmm. and you get to walk out with it and you don't get arrested. I help make the magic happen that keeps you from getting arrested. Oh, okay. Well, see, it's interesting <laughs> to me because now it is so, like you say, type, type, uh, not type, swipe, tap, whatever, insert the chip, which I still don't understand. But it's so second nature to people now. I mean, I remember, remember the days when the internet was first kind of hitting and people used to say, oh, don't ever put your credit card number into... <laughs> and now it's like, how many credit cards can I put in? You know, it's... it's it's And so that, I take it, that does, does that sort of casual attitude give rise to some of the concerns that you guys are working on? Or? No, absolutely. Yeah. And that's one of the big trends that's going on in payments and... You know, it's kind of a two-sided coin. We want to make things really easy. We want to make things easy for people, businesses, anyone to pay their bills, to buy their stuff, whatever it is that they need to do. And sometimes you just have way too much choice in how things can happen. Now, we want to make it easy. We want to make it seamless. So things have really expanded. And I think that there's going to be eventually a contraction. And we're going to do a much better job of making these payments faster, easier, and more simple. Mm -hmm. But we're not quite there yet. And that's one of the things that we're working on to help optimize payments for anybody within the payments ecosystem, which actually is everyone. You know, and they always tell you in business school, you know, you don't want your customer segment to be everyone. Mm -hmm. And we don't. We actually have targeted within the, the payments ecosystem, but it really touches everyone. And that's something that we have to think about day to day because it's really easy to geek out on all the technical parts of payments and we can do this and we can do that. But really when it comes down to it, it's people using the system mm -hmm. and we have to make that simpler for them. So what? So what's your biggest challenge? Oh, there's still lots of challenges in payments. Mm -hmm. Making a seamless experience and having those options is really big, mm -hmm. but also getting paid faster. Mm -hmm. Things have moved so much more quickly than they used to be. I mean, we were talking the other day about, you know, early days of the internet, you know, like you mentioned, yeah. where you, know, you didn't have to get back to somebody on their email for a few days. Mm -hmm. And now if you don't answer an email in five minutes, you might get a text, you might get an IM and payments need to be the same way. Mm -hmm. It needs to be that simple, but it also needs to be secure. So not, we haven't gotten it right across the board, I guess is what you're saying. Like P PayPal is, is. Well, maybe it's not instantaneous, I should ask you. Um, a lot of these things purport to be instantaneous, but in fact, they're not. Pete, you want to chime sure. in? Sure. So uh, to the consumer, it seems that it's uh, instant. So you move it from one PayPal account to the other. 
But if you go and you're a merchant and you want to get the money into your bank account, it takes three days to move it from your PayPal account into your bank account oh, so yeah. you can spell it, mm-hmm. spend it. So those are the areas that we work on, that friction between... And that's why PayPal and Venmo have done so well. They obfuscate the payments, the pain and the friction in right. payments. And so those are the areas that we really work on. And and we do talk about speed, and I think speed's a really key characteristic of this. But uh, the key takeaway for me, being the payments geek, it's remember this, it's all about the data. Mm-hmm. It's all about the base. It's all about the data. I mean, if you can't if you can't have this r- real robust data, you can't do the things that allow you to to, to move real time. So, let's dig a little deeper on that. It's all about the data. So, in other words, this is um, the company has the data, and you you or you help organize it in a way so they can see what's see their sort of panoramic picture of their electronic payments. Is it? Um, we're we're helping companies and banks uh, move from the card the how PayPal works today and how the card industry works today mm-hmm. to something that's called real-time payments. But it's it's a misnomer mm-hmm. because real-time is certainly a key characteristic of it, but it's really about having a richer data set. So cards have been around for about 40 years, and uh, our current um, payment system between banks have been around for 40 years called the ACH, the Automated Clearinghouse. Mm-hmm. And what we're helping banks move to is the next generation, a, a brand-new system. Um, I sat on the... Fed steering committee to help uh, the country move. Catherine, you caught that humble yeah. brag, right? Yeah. 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 Yep. Uh, to to create the criteria needed for the 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 uh, country to move to a better payment system to be more efficient. And so, while we call it uh, real time payments or faster payments, uh, the geek in me and, and the people who really want to understand why you're doing this, it's about to make a richer data set. So you can do things that the computers allow us to do today to simulate um, and to get that money out of PayPal instantaneously, as an See, example. Yeah, so it's interesting you brought up ACH. So that's it's a, uh, a way people get paid, payroll, right? Um, so I had an issue with ACH. This is apropos of this discussion. That, so I'm, you know, I'm a small business owner trying to pay my you know employee and the, the set it up with the company, which I guess I won't mention because otherwise I'd throw them under the bus, but they set me up and my employees are getting paid. Everybody's happy. So there was one moment where the, the amount of the um, account dipped below a certain amount and it didn't cover the payroll check. Now the company, to their credit, paid my employee, which is great. So as soon as I saw this happen, I immediately moved money into the account, figuring that's going to cover everything. But now they had a particular way I had to get money back to them. And I, they told me to wire it. So I wired it. I wired it like next day wiring. And they said, they called me and said, you haven't done it yet. I said, well, it's next day. You'll have it tomorrow. And then the next day comes. They say, yeah, the money hit, but we rejected it because it had to be a same-day wire or something like so, that. So, Dave, do you think that's an efficient way to move money? No, in, I don't. In, in, so this, isn't, this in, is why you're here, this, right? This is what we're oh, trying to see, solve. These, d- are the, these are the yeah. problems that uh, y- you are not alone yeah. um, in this uh and you know, countries around the world have actually um, leapfrogged us because of different of their circumstances. In Brazil, they've actually worked on this problem in the early 90s because of hyperinflation. So the same problem you just described, if you got a paycheck on Friday and you deposit it, and then you wanted to pay a bill on Monday, the hyperinflation, you could be 30% short on paying your bill. Mm-hmm. And so they put in a real-time payment system. So when you deposited that um, check on Friday, you could pay your bills immediately and instantly, and you get credit for all those 
Um, and today here in the U.S., we don't have that as you just experienced. So, right, yeah, right. so really matching those, uh, you know, credits and debits, the inflows and outflows of a business uh, to help small businesses be more effective is one of the areas we're really helping drive. Yeah. And I think that really underscores the issue that every consumer, every business, they expect payments to just work. Mm-hmm. And that has led a lot of financial institutions to avoid risk at all costs. But risk can be mitigated. Risk can be managed so that it is that seamless you know, that seamless experience so that the vast majority of the time, payments just work. And it's, it's a double-edged sword because most of the time, they just work. And so when something doesn't work, it's a big problem. Mm-hmm. And so we help financial institutions and companies to, to mitigate that risk, to make sure that they're giving better experiences. Mm-hmm. Do you get questions from people all the time that are like, uh, cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, like I'm so confused, which by the way, I am so confused. <laughs> so um, tell me a little bit about what's going on with, with, with those entities and, and where you guys come in. Well, you know, there's a lot going on in cryptocurrency right now. And, you know, I this is the point where I say, you know what, I'm going to speak as myself and not necessarily as a representative of any given organization. Okay. Is that, you know, there's there's a whole lot going on in cryptocurrency. And I'm sitting and waiting. I was fortunately very original on the Bitcoin uh, bandwagon and I got out and it was very good to me. Mm-hmm. But right now I'm sitting and watching and waiting because there's a lot of stuff going on and I'm not quite sure, honestly, for me where I want to go invest. But the flip side of that, and we could talk for hours about the difference between Bitcoin and then blockchain, DLT, distributed ledger technology, there's a lot of potential benefit for that all over financial services because it's a way to have a, a record that, you know, easily auditable. It's an immutable record. And again, we could talk about this forever, but the underlying technologies, I think, hold a lot of promise. And we need to get past people thinking that Bitcoin is for arms dealers and drug dealers, because there's a lot behind that that we could really get into, and it would really help out lots of industries. Um, I'm just glad you guys are here. Um, How about anything to add to that, Pete, before we step away? yeah, I just think uh, just putting a fine point on what Catherine said that, uh, you know, today Bitcoin is is more of an asset. It's not something that you can. So it's no different than gold. It's a store of value. And that's the way people should think about it. And so I have some money in there and uh, very, you know, you should have if you're an investor, you know, one percent of your investable assets. It's certainly a high risk. It's no different than gold or silver. That's the way you should think of it now. It's not that easy to transact at the point of sale, not designed for that. Uh, but what Catherine said, the underlying technology of Bitcoin is this thing called blockchain. Mm-hmm. And we should do another segment on blockchain and, Future and podcast, some of the, yes. some of the mm-hmm. characteristics she talked about, about a real good buzzword, immutable, and ultimately it means it can't be hacked. And oh, so okay. that immutability uh, can be distributed amongst multiple parties. And so that is what makes it unique. And that that technology will transform everything we do. So when you, you know, back to the payments, when we talk about uh, eventually the refrigerator ordering the milk. Well, how do you know that, how are you going to prove that the refrigerator ordered the milk and you really wanted to do that? Mm-hmm. You need some way to, to prove that. So we call that, you know, and, and there's larger transactions too. So mm-hmm. your mortgage in your house in the future, you don't need a piece of paper, like just, it's all going to be electronic. So this blockchain is a way to store this information to show you and only you own it. 
and that it can't be hacked. And, and we'll talk more about that in the future. Oh, absolutely. And that actually brought up another idea that's interesting that could be another podcast around identity. Because when your refrigerator orders your milk, which is something that can happen today, you know, if how do we know that that was your refrigerator and you actually wanted to make sure that that happened? But as IoT gets bigger and bigger, when how do you confirm an identity IoT? when there's... Internet of Things, thank you. Um, in this Internet of Things, or some people call it the Internet of Everything, it can be your car, it can be your thermostat, it can be anything in your home that is connected to the Internet. So mm. that's that's the Internet of Things. But if you have something and it doesn't have a user interface, how mm. do you verify its identity? If you if you don't have a biometric, say, or which is your thumbprint or an eye scan or some way to make sure that you're you, if you don't have that on your thermostat, but your thermostat can someday pay your heating bill, how do you know that it's happening, but also that, that it's, you know, that it's authenticated? Right. And we were talking a little bit about this off the air, the fact that the, the technology is terrific, but unless the user is able to monitor it and understand it, then, you know, you could have your thermostat could be ordering the milk by mistake or something or who exactly. knows what. <laughs> exactly. And if you're dealing with someone who needs to watch their checkbook balance really carefully right. when something gets ordered and they didn't really authorize it, it can cause a lot more problems. Yeah. Which brings us full circle to real-time payments. Yeah. Yep. So, it, you know, when we were kids and, and how the system works today, it's like you talked about your example of you putting in a check, not covering. Well, it should all be real-time. So the moment of truth, what consumers think, so when they look at their Venmo balance, that's how much money they have. When you look at your checking, that isn't how much money you have. Um, but in the future, that is, and that's what we're really trying to make that checking account be as effective as your PayPal and your Venmo account. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I think it's, uh, I'm persuaded for sure that you're uh, providing a, a definite need. I mean, the, the confusion over things like what you just said. Um, we're all at a point where our bills are being paid automatically. And, and so, you know, sometimes I get an email, you know, you're, your uh, account was was just debited to this amount, and I said, "Geez, I hope I authorized that, or it didn't just go out automatically." At any rate, we're going to be talking about this issue and many more um, on the Payment Podcast. And as a reminder, find all past episodes of this podcast on iTunes and also on Pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network. Thanks to Pete Gordon. Thanks to Catherine McClure. Make sure you join us next time and. Find the company at prmpayments.com. You can tweet at them, at prmpayments, or if you want to contact Pete and or Catherine, send an email, info at prmpayments.com, and we'll see you next time.